Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, hello, and hi. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Some people are very excited getting ready for an extended holiday weekend. Others, seems like they've been on a weekend forever. Ugh, coronavirus. Gonna make the most of the time we have together, though. I gotta work tomorrow. So this is just another great day spinning it with you. And let's spin it again together tomorrow, no matter if you're on holiday or not. Going to spend some time on the way with the Joe Rose Show talking NFL preseason or lack thereof with Mike Florio. The Dan Lebitard Show going to be rapping with Warren G, then Hawk and Crowder. They're one of those people that are on vacation. No worries. Dono, Solana, myself, we've got our 4th of July top five movies of all time. And right now, I have the top headlines of the day for you. The NFL has trimmed the preseason to two games. Teams can expect to have a home and away game, so Miami awaits to hear who they will officially play. Marlins CEO Derek Jeter says the MLB and MLBBA has no trust. Nonetheless, the Fish return to team workouts tomorrow. Kobe Bryant, Zion Williamson, and Damian Lillard will be the three cover stars of NBA 2K21. The game is released in October. Inter-Miami CF is now in the Orlando bubble. They open the MLS Is Back tournament Wednesday at 8 against Orlando City SC. Goran Dragic says the NBA's COVID-19 testing is not a pleasant thing to do. The Heat restart play in Orlando August 1st against Denver. The Detroit Tigers are the first Major League Baseball team to partner with a sports book. Per their agreement, the organization will display points bet signage at Comerica Park and advertise them on their media. Novak Djokovic and his wife now claim they are testing negative for coronavirus just 10 days after saying they had contracted the virus at a tennis tournament hosted by the star in his home country of Serbia. Now, let's take a step into the day spa. A loose pig caused a traffic jam on I-95 in Virginia, so drivers could get road rage and literally mean it when they yell, Get off the road, you stupid pig! A Tampa family has adopted an alligator with missing limbs after finding the reptile on its front doorstep. See, in 49 other states, people leave babies at your door. In Florida, it's gators. Using some tarp and poles, a British family has turned their trampoline into a swimming pool. So you usually have to wait 30 minutes after eating to get into each. Do you now need to wait an hour since the two are combined? Mm. 
Kellogg's is selling onion-flavored cereal in Korea. Mmm, nothing says good morning like the taste of onions and milk in your mouth. Happy birthday to Alex Morgan. Ooh, my soccer hot mess of the day. But wait, it's also Ashley Tisdale and Lindsay Lohan's birthday. Oh, the fireworks have started early this 4th of July weekend. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast has a chance of rain with temperatures in the low 80s. Joe Rose, he and Hollywood finishing the week strong. This morning they got up and they got NFL expert Mike Florio on the line talking about the NFL preseason, the COVID NFL. Will the NFL move some dates around? Also, Cam, Patriots, surprise, and AB to Seattle? We are being lied to. Our freedoms are being taken forever. And I will not be muzzled like a mad dog. And I will not have my health destroyed because you idiots can't figure, can't read truth. You go along with the lies that are the people who are trying to take down our freedoms and destroy our country. This is sick. You ought to be ashamed of yourself for being a part of this. And I will not be muzzled. And, my, and it's time for us to stand up for our freedoms. Because if we stand back and let these pieces of crap handle our freedoms, we will have In fact, we'll end up being dead. We're making our man Mike Florio from Pro Football. Mike, I'm sorry. I had to do that to you on a Thursday, Mike. I'm sorry, no. man. How you doing? Joe, I'm doing great. And I love it because the delivery reminded me of the... <laughs> Old days of professional wrestling, when Gene Okerlund would be interviewing Hulk Hogan, that passion about what he's going to do to the macho man the next time he sees him would always crack me up. Here's what would happen. Hulk Hogan would be yelling like that guy about the macho man and all the things he's going to do to him. And then as soon as Hulk Hogan walks away, Gene Okerlund turns and there's the macho man who comes in with his rebuttal. It's like, they're in the same room. (laughs) They're talking about how they want to kill each other. They're there. Do it now. That whole that whole attitude reminded me of those old over the top pro wrestler yelling and screaming and spitting all over Gene Okerlund. I guess they'd have to wear face shields or something yeah. to do that now. Well, that's the best I can give you from our market here in South Florida. The lady followed up by this man who was really, he got an amen at the end, so we'll leave it with that. I want to ask you, first of all, the NFLPA, this is an interesting one. I've been going back and forth because we got so many rookies on this team. So the league wants two preseason games, weeks two and three, and the NFLPA is saying, now, we don't want to play preseason. Let's just get practice and get right to this what are your thoughts on what's best for the league overall considering everything well i think that it's important for all teams to be able to go through the drill go through the motions once at home and once on the road of what it's going to be like during the season so that it isn't a dramatic adjustment when it's time to go play the regular season games you want to know what it feels like to make a road trip with the pandemic protocol you want to see what it feels like to play at home during the pandemic protocol so it isn't jarring, so it isn't shocking, and so you can ultimately focus on your craft. And that's one of the big concerns in all of this, Joe. Take a step back. I talked to Rodney Harrison about this the other day. We talk all the time about how we want players to be focused. We don't want distractions. They need to focus, focus, focus. How can they focus, focus, focus this year? How can they? When they're constantly thinking, what was that cough over there? Am I far enough apart? What happens when I go out on the field? How in the world can they reconcile keeping me safe in the locker room versus keeping me safe in a scrum of 22 guys who are spitting and sweating and bleeding all over each other. So bottom line is this, everything is negotiable at this point. And basically what the NFL and the NFLPA have to do is come up with a one-year 
comprehensive labor deal for football in a pandemic. And I don't get the impression they've agreed on anything yet. There's a long way to go and a short time to get there, as the song once said. Camps are opening in less than four weeks, and they haven't agreed on anything. How are they going to hammer out all of these issues? And J.C. Trevor, the president of the union, said something that I've been saying for a week. Every question you answered raises more questions. Now, he said three more questions. I've been saying five more questions. We'll split the difference at four. Either way, it's not an easy thing to do. And they are layers and layers and layers of issues. You know, one of the things I'm going to be writing about after we're done here, Joe, the opt-out possibility. What are the rules there if a player decides, I'm just not playing this year? Does he forfeit his salary? Probably. Does he have to give back any signing bonus? He shouldn't have to. When can he change his mind? When does he have to lock it in? Is it just a leverage play to try to get a new deal? Can you give someone a new deal to get them to change their mind? Can you pay them more to assume the risk of playing in a pandemic? There are so many issues, and I feel like the NFL has been sitting on their hands for the past three and a half months just waiting and watching for other sports to answer their questions for them. And guess what? The other sports haven't answered their questions for them. Before we even talk about, especially down here with everything going on with the coronavirus, before we get butts in seats, is there a chance that we could slide this season back a little bit? Could you still see that come into play? The way that the schedule was constructed, and we reported this back at the time because it was jarring to me how many great games are jammed into week one, how many division games are in week one, and then week two, three, and four. I think there's no division games in any of those three weeks, a lot of interconference games in those three weeks. I, what I think the league would like to try to do, and the key word as we get closer and closer to September 10 is try. Get week one in, step back and reassess. And if need be, week two, week three, week four can be postponed until the end of the season, can be picked up in January with the Super Bowl slid back to the last weekend in February if they want to push it that far. And it tells me that, and it's really not surprising, like the NFL's notoriously reactive, not proactive on everything. Well, with this virus, there's no way you can be proactive. No one knows what's going to happen. I think they're going to try to do the best they can to pull off week one, sit back and monitor and if it means they got to cancel week two, week three, and or week four, or postpone those weeks, or whatever the case may be, modify, adjust their procedures, whatever the case may be, that's what I think they're going to try to do. That may change, but I think it was all set up to go full steam ahead with week one, and then reassess, and if necessary, grab up to three more weeks, or postpone up to three more weeks after that, and then get it all going again in what would be week five. The other big story, Cam Newton going to the uh, Patriots. What Everybody's been all over the board and, and stuff on, on Cam Newton, who looks healthy again, and everybody's praising, you know, playing with Belichick and all this stuff, and and now, well, maybe Stidham will still be the starter. Uh, listen, I think Cam Newton was brought in to be the starter day one. What are your thoughts on Cam Newton going to the Patriots? Surprised by it because there was no indication the Patriots were interested. They did a great job of keeping their mouths shut. And let's look at it this way: if we had any reason to believe the Patriots were interested in Cam Newton, do you think Cam Newton would have been available on June 28 to be signed for the veteran minimum base salary? Hell no. Somebody else would have wanted him. That's the beauty of being the Patriots. You keep your mouth shut. You keep your options open. And if no one knows what you really want to do, no other team is going to say, oh, Belichick likes him. I better go get him. And I think that's one of the reasons why Newton was available, because nobody saw this coming. It does. And, and I just, uh, Joe, I just thought of this because back in the offseason when 
Philip Rivers signs for $25 million in Indianapolis, and Brady signs for $25 million in Tampa, and Drew Brees goes back to the Saints for $25 million, even though he can't throw the ball 30 yards or more down the field anymore. I've always argued that your starting quarterback has to be paid at a certain level so he has respect in the locker room. It's like the lawyer's got to drive a Cadillac around so people take him seriously. You've got to have a big salary so the locker room takes you seriously. That's one calculated risk the Patriots are taking here. They're bringing Cam Newton in on peanuts. And his upside, even if he's the Super Bowl MVP and the regular season MVP, is $7.5 million. You know, I think they're willing to do it because they understand he doesn't need a price tag to make his teammates realize the guy's special. As soon as he walks out onto the practice field, they're going to know the guy's special. He's a giant of a human being. He's a hell of a quarterback. He's a top 10 talent if he's healthy. And they're rolling the dice on the possibility he's going to be healthy. So, look, this is an example of the Patriots working their overall brilliance to perfection. And now they have an upgrade over Jared Stidham. They have a guy who makes them instantly competitive. They already were going to be competitive. They're the Patriots are crying out loud. It's just amazing to see it happen the way that it did. Yeah, I, I guess I was just surprised because you're right. There are a lot of teams could have had him. And the Patriots made the move. But the reaction from the national media, like Cam Newton, he could be an MVP and all this stuff, which, by the way, could happen. But, boy, it was just amazing for a guy that anybody could have had. And when he went to the Patriots, and the coaching and listen Belichick's earned this I get it over what he's been able to do for two decades we've we've lived it down here were you surprised by the reaction from everybody that automatically Cam was going to be back to 2015 Cam I wasn't because Joe this is the value of and this is the the SAT word portion of the segment the imprimatur of Bill Belichick once he applies his seal of approval to someone then all of a sudden everyone views that person differently there's a chance it's going to blow up I mean there have been, and we wrote something the other day, all the gambles that Bill Belichick has taken over the years with personnel, and when you have six Super Bowl rings, you can do those things. You can take those chances, because if it doesn't work out, no one's going to say you're an idiot. They just shrug and move on. Remember after the lockout ended in 2011, you gave up draft picks for Albert Hainsworth and Chad Johnson, and it worked out with neither guy. And nobody ever said, boy, that Belichick's an idiot. And that was after only three Super Bowls. Now he's got six he can do whatever he wants. So if Cam, right. I mean, if Cam Newton hobbles into camp on one leg and can't throw the ball, and they just say, "Well, oh well," there goes five hundred fifty thousand dollars that was fully guaranteed under this contract. No one is going to say Belichick's a buffoon. And so now that Belichick's put his arms around Cam Newton, yeah, we're all going to say, "Well, Cam Newton must be pretty damn good." Belichick once again grifted the rest of the league. Look at all the fun things we can do with Cam healthy. You're right. All right, I want to ask you about another guy. We, we follow him because he's from down here. Antonio Brown is like worked out with just about every quarterback that he thinks has a team that could take him. Now it's Russell Wilson. I think this is where he's going to end up when it's all said and done. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think he's got a great relationship to go to Pete Carroll and go, hey, he's got the goods and I talked to him about the Seattle way and coach, I think he's ready. What are your thoughts on on this is where he could end up. Different layers and levels to that. First of all, let's start with what happened last year when the Seahawks picked up Josh Gordon after the Patriots dropped him. The reports at the time were they were doing their due diligence on both Gordon and Brown, and they were going to sign one of the two, and they signed Gordon. Well, Gordon's not there now. Gordon could come back if he gets reinstated before the start of the season. So there is at least a basic reason to think that there's the possibility of signing Antonio Brown. And then on top of that, I think Russell Wilson is getting, I don't want to say irritated or frustrated. I don't know. I'll leave it to the to the listener to come up with the right word. But the reality is the offense in Seattle doesn't really cater to Wilson the way that it should. It doesn't let him air it out the way that he can. We did a thing last week as we counted down the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. When you look at Russell Wilson's statistics, or not, uh, Russell Wilson highlights, excuse me, one after another after another. It is amazing how good he is. 
He is a guy, there's nothing flashy about what he does, so you don't appreciate it. Like Patrick Mahomes runs around with his hair on fire and he makes a sidearm throw and it gets people to jump up out of their seats. Russell Wilson just like moves around and shifts and he gets rid of the ball so fast you don't realize the ball's out and it's delivered perfectly, and it just doesn't have that same drama embedded in it. But the guy's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Sims put him at number two on his list, and there may be some tension between Wilson and the organization about the direction of the offense. And if Wilson's pushing for Antonio Brown, then maybe it does happen. Here's the thing, though. There's three different incidents for which Antonio Brown is still being investigated by the NFL. He pleaded no contest to felony charges last week. You're not going to get away with that without a suspension from the NFL. There's the sexual assault slash rape lawsuit from last September. That investigation is still unresolved. Even if someone's interested in him, I don't know when the NFL is going to let him back on the field, and that's going to be a factor in all of this, too. Just your thoughts, your legal thoughts on how, how long it could be for this year for Antonio Brown if he, if he gets his suspension, which probably will. How long could it be? I would just say out of the gate for what he's pleaded no contest to, you're looking at four to six games based on the precedent that we've seen out there. The real question is, Joe, the NFL's investigators, who are not bound by any type of evidentiary standard, like what would apply in a criminal court, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. It's a much lower bar. If they just believe, and there's no middle ground here. This isn't a close question, right? This isn't a matter of interpretation. They're going to believe the woman who sued Antonio Brown, that he sexually assaulted and or raped her, or they're going to believe him. If they believe her allegation that Antonio Brown raped her, how do they ever let him play again? How do they ever ever welcome him back into the NFL if they believe what she is saying? The problem is, here we are almost 10 months from when that lawsuit was filed and there's no resolution yet. This is one of the biggest problems I have with the NFL's personal conduct policy. The players have no rights. The players have no protections. The league has no deadline for getting it done. There's no... There's no right to a speedy trial, right? And, and as they say in the legal profession, justice delayed is justice denied. Antonio Brown has been radioactive. He essentially served a 14-game suspension last year unpaid because right. this was hovering over him. And now the league's looking at, you know, suspending him again. And I hope he gets credit. I hope, I hope that at 345 Park Avenue, they take a step back. And whatever they do at the end of the day, whatever punishment they give him, they say, we recognize that last year, the 14 games he didn't play were a direct result of these pending investigations and we're going to spend him 16 games we're going to give him credit for the 14 games he missed last year that would be the right thing to do no matter what you think of Antonio Brown that would be the right thing for the NFL to do Mike it's always great having you man and I appreciate you moving it up a day have a great 4th of July and and thank you so much bud I appreciate it all right Joe you too buddy good talking to you all right Ooh, all that NFL talk gets me excited but nowadays with everything going on and everything not going on Talk's really all that gets us excited, although things seem to be starting to pick up. The NFL, come on, make it happen, make it happen, stay safe, make it happen. Speaking of making it happen, the Dan Levitard Show. Don't forget about Sniffing Griffin's Barbecue, sniffinggriffinsbarbecue.com, where you can get the best rib, rubs and sauces right now at the same time. It's, well it's, done. It's a, Wait it's a, a minute. It's a, a cross-platform. Wait a minute. What just happened? I'm you guys some of it, too, so don't Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, but what, what just happened? Warren G talking about barbecue? Five minutes away from hearing him also talk about rap here on the Best of the Joe Show. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the eat. 
so I can get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day, some Warren G and Nate Dog regulate. I can remember in the 90s, every junior high party this would play, it was a banger. Ooh, that is some smooth stuff in the smooth stylings of Warren G. We're smoothing things out earlier today with the Dan Lebetard Show. What did Warren G talk about? Well, you know what he talked about. Reliving the glory days, working with Snoop and Dre, and then Ribs and Regulators. Warren G with us now on ESPN Radio. Thank you uh, for making the time for us. You uh, have had a really interesting career. So if I uh, went back in time a little bit to the Death Row Records days or the Def Jam <clears throat> Records days, like what, what can you tell us about that time? Some of the most funnest times of my life, and it was also a learning experience at the same time as far as being able to do my music and finally let the world hear you know what I've always wanted to do, which is which is you know be an artist. But at the same time, it taught me how to to surround myself with a good lawyer, a good manager. Learn how to to keep your publishing. All of those, it, it was fun and it was a, a class at the same time. So that's that's what I got out of it back in the day around those times in that era. Did you learn that stuff the hard way? Did you make mistakes? Were you, uh, you know, did the record companies take advantage of you? Yeah, I made mistakes. I made mistakes not being more knowledgeable of, of record deals because if I would have been knowledgeable enough, I would have owned my masters, uh, which is, you know, the, the work that you do. Instead of just giving, you know, giving the rights. Well, I didn't get a rights away. I just, I just didn't know how the how the business was, and that's why I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying now that you know, I would have, I would have kept my masters, and you know, and just totally, just I would have worked with, I would have still worked with major labels, but I would have also explored the independency back then as far as the artist. Did you learn what you needed to learn in time to cash in the way you should have on Regulate? I mean, I I, I did okay with, with Regulate. It was it was cool. I'm not saying I didn't I didn't you know I just totally got just robbed. I didn't just get totally robbed, but I I feel like I didn't get what I should have got when a record company just off the beginning of the, the of the record the company made like a hundred million. You know what I mean? And it's like, but then you you go down the line right now like at the age I'm at now, it's saying you're, you're unrecouped. How are you unrecouping? You guys made a hundred, a hundred, a hundred million dollars. I don't, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You didn't spend a hundred million dollars on promoting the record. So that's just the game that's played, you know, and it's, it's you know, I ain't bashing all labels or, or I ain't even bashing Def Jam. It's just that I should have been up on more of mine and they should have been more loyal to me because of what I did when, when the company was going a certain way. The, the music I put out saved the whole company and opened doors for all the other artists that came after me, which was like Jay-Z, DMX, Redman, Method Man, uh, Foxy Brown, you know, the other artists, you know, that, that was that. Did it take a long time for Dr. Dre to come around on your music? Nah, we started, you know, we came to him. He heard demo tape that me, Snoop, and Nate had. He was like, you guys come up to the studio on Monday. Snoop didn't believe me, so I had to call him on the three-way just 
to let him tell him, yes, I want you guys to come to the studio on Monday. And from that day on, we never, we never turned up. I turned back, kept going, and we came in, and, you know, Dre wanted to do the chronic, so we all put our heads together and said to ourselves, like, how can we help Dre become a, a, a crew with him and, and build and be successful? So that's what we did. My job was to go out find samples. He taught me how to produce around that time, too, so all the things that he taught me, even splicing tape, you know, all those things he taught me, it helped with helping with that record uh, and everybody else that was involved. So it was a team effort, a family effort uh, between all of us. What is your relationship with him? He's your stepbrother, right? Right. I've been with him all my life since I was a pup. So we 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 brothers, stepbrother, brothers, or however people call it. You know, we we good, we cool, we talk. Me and Snoop talk. It was, it's cool. We all we all good. We. we we family. <laughs> but, but do you work with him? We haven't worked in a while. I've been on the road. And actually, me and Snoopin was on the road for a while before this whole coronavirus thing came in. So we finally got some time to, you know, come back and relax and be with the families and stuff. And this, this type of situation makes you sit and get a chance to really think about a lot of things. And so I've been, we've been digging into different, you know, digging into music and talking back and forth. Uh, so we will see. Yeah, and you know that featuring you know that. featuring who? Go ahead, tell the audience <laughs> featuring who, because it sounds better coming out of your mouth than mine. The new single, uh, Warren G, featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and you know that be on all platforms July 10th. Don't forget about Sniffing Griffin's Barbecue, sniffinggriffinsbarbecue.com, where you can get the best rib, rubs and sauces right now at the same time. It's, well it's, done. It's a, Wait it's, a minute. It's a, a cross-platform. Wait a minute. What just happened? I'm you guys some of it, too, so don't... Yeah, go ahead, uh, man. Yeah, but what, but, but what just happened? Yes, Roy very badly wants that. He's already, he loves free stuff, but and you know that. What does that have to do with what, what just happened there? It's about feeling good. Yeah. You know, it's a feel-good thing when you... Barbecue and music, what drives good feelings and uh, gatherings, you know, when you can't, you know, right now they're tripping on the gatherings, but everybody that has a cookout <laughs> has good music, and that's what it's, that's what it's about. Yes, indeed. Guillermo, uh, put, it on the, that. put it on the poll. Are they tripping with the gatherings? Uh, I'm with Warren. Uh, Warren, help me out here. Describe the best you can what it's like being on the road with Snoop. It's fun. A lot of, lot of, uh, uh, comedy, we have, we laugh and talk, you know, and we get our blaze on and, and just go out and do a good show, man, and rock the crowd. Every show we do is sold out, and we just have a good time, man. Bouncing from state to state, even from country to country when we out the country, it's, it's, it's always a good time. That was weird the first, uh, the couple of months that Snoop said he wasn't going to blaze. Like, what happened there? There, there for, for a while there, he totally, he quit, but it, it lasted about six minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what he was going through, but he, uh, he I guess he just got tired at that point. Uh, like you know, let me just chill. For, let me take a break real quick, and uh, it was real quick, a real quick break. You know? <laughs> Can you explain to us how your life changed with Regulate? You know, it was uh, I was able to to uh, you know help out my family a little bit more. Be able, to, I was able to, to put myself in, you know, just independently in my own home and able to get get me a nice car and 
just be able to do things around the community and give back to, you know, the place that, that made me who I am, which is Long Beach, California, that what it did for me. The music community has always been uh, very strong in times like these in terms of putting into the uh-huh. music, baking into the music, uh, some of the unrest. What does Warren G make of what's happening in America right now? You know, you have some injustice here. Problem, I ain't going to say the problem. The thing is that we just have to vote. It has to be laws implemented to stop the things that's going on as far as like the guy he put his knee on the on the, the other guy's neck and then the chokehold those things need to be banned one thing I, i'm i'm gonna say also is that it's not i'm, I'm it's not th- these things are not geared towards all cops it's, it's geared towards the injustice of the ones that's that's not that's not following the rules and then you have you have good guys and then you have the guys that's, that's doing stuff that's unnecessary if you got somebody handcuffed what are they going to do? They can't run. They can't fight you. They can't swing. Sit them in that car, you know, until you run the check on them. And if the check come back clean, uncuff them, let them go. You know, and then the, the racial stuff is going on is just unnecessary, you know, because it's, it's too many black, white, Mexican, Asian babies that's mixed together. So it's, it's, it's bigger than racism, you know, because you have all these different races intertwined now. So it's bigger than that. You know, it's it's all about just equality, just everybody, no matter what color you are, what race you are, whatever. It's just being everybody being equal and fair. And you know that is and you, and you know that. <laughs> is the is the new single. It's available July July tenth on all music platforms. Uh Warren G, thank yes, you for indeed. being on with us. We appreciate it, sir. Well thank you guys, man, for having me. All right, I want some of that sniffing griffins, man. I want some of that. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I'm gonna send the mail. Yes indeed. All right, I got you. Warren G speaking the truth, a true G, a true promoter. A true rapper, a true barbecuer. That guy, man, he is all over the place. I love it. He's been all over the place with Snoop Dogg. What was that about Snoop Dogg going a hot minute without smoking? Yeah, that didn't last long, especially when you're out on the road with Warren G. And Warren G's got all that good barbecue and ribs that he apparently is promoting. Rapping, smoking, ribbing. I guess that's the best way to put it for Warren G. That's some good stuff right there. Dan Lebitard was a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? Stugatz, my guy Roy and all of them were like, bring on the free stuff. I'm with G. Let's do it. Let's go. Woo! Always fun times with Dan Lebitard. 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. Always a good time with Hawk and Crowder, but they're on vacation this week. No worries. We're having fun with Dono and Solana. I have compiled my list of top five 4th of July movies. Guaranteed Dono's got a controversial list. Do I even have to say it? Solana is going to have a controversial, if not trolling, top five. And then I'm going to give you my top five. It's going to kind of come out of left field like most things that I usually do. That is just a few minutes away right here on the Best of the Joe Show. You're locked in to the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and this is one of my all-time favorite bands, Top 3 Silver Sun Pickups with Panic Switch. That is some indie rock goodness, and they're going to be sharing some more of their indie rock goodness with a new song this coming Wednesday. 
which is also the day that Inter-Miami CF get back to action and play Orlando City SC in the MLS's back tournament. So much goodness coming on Wednesday. Can't believe I'm saying this on a Thursday. I can't wait for hump day. Ooh, it's going to be so good, so good, so good. Silver Sun pickups and Inter-Miami CF dreaming the dream and hopefully living it very soon. Hawk and Crowder are living the dream because they are on vacation this week, although Crowder's taking care of his newborn baby boy, so maybe not so much, but I'm sure he's getting a couple of hop guns down. Hawk, I follow him on Instagram. He's doing okay. He'll be back next week. No worries. In the meantime, pinch hitting and doing a great job at it. Alex Dono and Alex Solana. They're double Alexing it. Here I join up with them to talk about Ooh, this is going to be controversial, but I want you to think about it. Not as easy as it sounds. What are your top five Fourth of July movies of all time? We share ours with you. I assigned today Solana and Dan Day, and I did one myself, to compile a list, a top five list. I was going to go top four, but I didn't want to steal Hawkman's Mount Rushmore bit. So I assigned Dan and Solana to do a top five july 4th movies list because to me movies are almost as big a part of july 4th as eating gluttonous amounts of food like I, i'm all in on both of those uh, both of those activities so before we get to that let's bring in dan day for some headlines dan all right this is interesting the detroit tigers are the first major league baseball team to partner with a sports book per their agreement Ooh. the organization will display points bet signage at comerica park and advertise them across their media I mean, in a few years, maybe maybe more than a few, maybe in 10 years, we're going to look back and say, man, how ridiculous was it a decade ago when sports teams pretended that gambling didn't exist, right? That, that every sports team just turned a blind eye and was afraid morally to associate with anything gambling related. I mean, yeah, I, I think this is just a natural evolution in, in society. So I'm happy to see the Tigers to become the first to adopt it. The NFL, once again, is going to be trimming their preseason to two games this year. Teams can expect to have a home and away game, so Miami awaits to hear who they will officially play. That's interesting. Anything else? Yeah, I really want to step into the day spot just really, really quick. So do I. Ooh, I got a good one, too. (laughs) You guys know, it's been well documented. I love the U.S. women's national team, and... There's a goat on that team right now. Her name's Alex Morgan, and today Love is her. her birthday. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Soccer hot mess Alex Morgan of the day. Oh. I love her. She's my favorite player on the team. I love Alex Morgan. So happy birthday, Alex Morgan. All right. So, I mean, to me, I mean, Solana, I don't know what your traditions are on July 4th. We did talk a little bit about what's on the Solana family menu yesterday. But are you like me where a big part of the holiday not only is, you know, eating just crazy amounts of grilled food, but, you know, also sitting down and watching a couple movies or watching a lot of TV. Like I, I watch the hot dog eating contest every year. I know you do as well. Are you a movie? guy on the 4th of July. I am, Dono. I feel like every big holiday, you have to watch a movie or else that yeah. holiday was not complete. You have to, at some point, you're just, uh, you're stuffed from eating too much food. You kind of sit down on the couch, you kick your feet up, 
you're really comfortable, and uh, you watch a good movie. I think that's every holiday you have to do that. Yeah, I watch one to two movies every year on the 4th without question. So I have compiled my list of top five 4th of July movies. Now, I ordered mine. Like, I put mine in order. So let me start with number five and work my way up to number one. Number five. National Treasure. Now, it's not that heavy in my rotation but i'm a big nicholas cage fan believe it, it or not love it and it, it has kind of a nice mix of like patriotism and american history so national treasure to me like i think that's a good fourth of july movie yeah. my number four it's hard to believe this is not higher on the list but my number four is top gun I mean, some okay. of Tom Cruise's finest work. Did, did the uh, Solana? Did the Top Gun sequel? Did, did that? Did that already come out? Did yeah, I miss that? I, I never. I, I never saw it. I'm pretty sure it, it it already was released. I just don't think anybody watched it, or I don't think anybody <laughs> cared about it. Yeah. You don't want it to ruin the original. That's a good point, man. Because the original is so good. Like it's hard to imagine. Like they they make a sequel like 25, 30 years later, whatever it is, and expect it to hold up to the original. All right, my number three. There's something, even though it's not directly a patriotic film, I find something patriotic of the whole against all odds, come from behind type of story. Maybe it reminds me of that little old group of colonies that fought off the British later to become the United States of America. But I have Rocky as number three on my list. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, surprise, surprise number three on that list, Dono. Because I don't know if they still do it, but um, I think AMC used to run like a marathon of Rocky movies on July 4th. I think I looked for it uh, one of the last couple of years. They didn't have it, but they, they used to run that. So I associate Rocky with the 4th of July for, for reasons that are not incredibly clear, but I think that's a good time to watch it. All right, we're, we're getting into the hot zone here. Number two... Independence Day. Yes. Yes. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, kicking Classic. some alien ass. I Classic. mean, listen. Bill and, Pullman, and, and, right? Yes. I mean, the oh, speech. the speech. The speech. The speech. That, and, and that movie was like totally shameless because they knew when they made it, like they're saying, oh, this is going to be a, a July 4th staple for like the next hundred years. And they, they made the movie for that reason. But it works. It's effective. Which leads me to my number one. There can be only one. Jaws. Wow. Jaws. Where did that come from? It's set around the 4th of July. Like a whole big theme of the movie is, this almost kind of reminds you of things happening in the world today, but the mayor of Amity Island wanted to keep the beaches open for July 4th, despite the fact that there was a, a man-eating killer shark on the loose, and he did not listen to the chief of police who said, we cannot open the beaches, there is a shark on the loose, and Amity ended up paying the price for it, man, and and there's something, and, and Jaws, I think they're like every channel marathons Jaws movies on the 4th of July. Knowing Solana, he probably thought Jaws 3 was the best, but no, the original <laughs> Jaws is the quintessential 4th of July movie. If I Probably 25 out of the last 20 
27 4th of July's. I have watched the movie Jaws. I love it. And July 4th is the best day to watch it. All right. I think that's a strong list, Dono. I think uh, you, you brought to the table five movies that I would have no problem watching on on uh, on July 4th. Dan, what do you think about Dono's list? A lot of wild cards in there. I didn't expect <laughs> a couple of those Jaws and Rocky. But for the most part, I really can't complain. That's after eating all the hot dogs and putting all that, I guess, pork and raccoon meat or whatever is in hot dogs. <laughs> Sitting what, down. What, what kind of hot dogs are you eating, Dan? Dan? I was about to ask. Like, I hot mean, dogs are just an amalgamation of the whatever's on the f- cutting room floor. So there could be raccoon, possum, pig, cow. I don't even know pigeon in there, man. All so right, you put all, all right. that in there. I could watch any of those movies at the end of the day when I'm kind of just vegging out. Okay. I think Dan Day makes his own hot dogs out of roadkill. Like, <laughs> like at the at the at the end of the week, every animal Dan has run over gets ground up in a hot dog mix. It's cheaper that way. So uh, Solana. All right, let's do it. And Dono, I loved your list. I I think it pales in comparison to my list. I'll start off with number five. I'm going National Treasure 2. I didn't even know there was a two. There's a two? Yeah, no. National Treasure 2, yeah, was definitely the best national treasure (laughs) that has been released thus far. National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Um, (laughs) It's it's the most patriotic one as well. Um, They end up at Mount Rushmore. I mean, uh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, the best one that's been released thus far, Dono. I want to want to preface that. That's been released thus far. Number 4 <laughs> on my list. American Pie. You know what? That's not a bad call. I, I, I don't directly associate that with July 4th, but I love that movie that I, I could watch that any day. So I'm not going to criticize American Pie. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with July 4th, but it has America in the title, so I think it fits. <laughs> and uh, pie. It'd be, and a pie. lot of people eat right. pie on the 4th of July. Right. Oh. I mean, I think it fits. I think it fits. Number, what am I at? <laughs> Number three on my list, guys. Hancock. Oh. Is that the? I, I never saw that. But is, is that the one where yeah. he's he's like a drunk superhero? Yeah, Hancock, drunk superhero. Nothing more American than a drunk superhero. And <laughs> I I gotta be honest. I think uh, Hancock is often disrespected as one of the 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 greatest superhero movies of all time. I mean, I think it needs to be up there with the Batman's with the Robins, with uh, the, <laughs> the Avengers. Robins. Yeah, I mean, I think it needs to be up there. Hancock, a banger of a film. We're, <sighs> up, we're up against Dan, it. Dan, so Dan, Dan, have, Dan, have you seen Hancock? I've never seen it. I think it's respected right where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, we're up against it. We don't have time for, for Dan Day to interject here. Number two on my list, guys. Independence Day. I mean, yeah. I can't. I, 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 I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't go with the sequel. Yeah, the speech. I see somebody's already upset with National Treasure with Hancock. That's fine. I think you're all gonna love my number <laughs> oh, one movie oh. to watch on July Fourth, guys. I'm shaking. National Treasure Three. Oh. <laughs> it hasn't been released yet. It hasn't been released yet. To be fair, but the only way you can get more patriotic with Nicolas Cage in a movie is National Treasure Three, the third edition. The third time is always the best in any series and any any trilogy. I'm confident National Treasure Three will be the greatest 
Fourth of July movie of all time. Is that even in production? I'm not sure, but I know <laughs> I know it's coming at some point. I know it's coming. That's been confirmed. So National Treasure Three is my uh, favorite movie to watch on July Fourth. I mean, what do is we, more American than a money grab? I guess. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Do Do we have time for a quick Dan Day list? Yeah, I think we have time for a quick Dan Day list. All right, we're gonna go number five. Forrest. <laughs> G- oh, I'm. <laughs> I think we already know, but yeah. Forrest <laughs> Gump, an American story. Solid. Yep. Strong. Number four. What's more American than baseball? Bull Durham. Oh, good one. Very good one. And now, the final three. For some reason, I associate, I don't know why. I know, actually, I do know why. I associate the 4th of July American independence with the Vietnam War. And I'm guessing because growing up, I always saw a lot of Vietnam veterans on the 4th of July. And my mom always made me go say thank you so much because she felt as though they didn't get enough respect coming back from the war that was so unpopular. So my final three have something to do with the Vietnam War. So number three... Apocalypse Now. Okay. I really like that yeah. movie. Great movie. I, like I, I, I don't associate the Vietnam War with Fourth of July like you do, but I do love Apocalypse Now. Number two. <laughs> Gotta go Kubrick, baby. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Love ah, it. Strong. Strong. Love it. And number one. <laughs> Born on the Fourth of July. I knew that was coming. You know, I've never seen it. That that's uh, with Tom. What is yeah, it? It's, it Tom either. Cruise is a Vietnam vet in that movie. I yes. never actually saw it. Yeah, never seen it. Okay, never powerful films. It. I left Independence Day off. I figured you guys would cover that, so I went right. with my own little unique take with baseball and basically the Vietnam War. Three of us came from three different directions. See, you get a little bit of everything when you get Dono, Solana, and myself together, especially when it comes to movies. But it never fails, especially with Solana and Jay Fig. As much as I know where they're coming from, I know Solana's coming to troll. I know Jay Fig is going to confuse me. They get me every time. They get me every single time. More fun to come. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another one of the best dubs. I'm not taking a day off because I enjoy hanging out with you that much. Somebody else I always enjoy. Ah, the birthday boy, Larry David, 73 years young. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Some of the other great birthdays, if you're a wrestling fan, Brett the Hitman Hart, 63. If you like burgers and fast food, Dave Thomas was born on this day. Founder of Wendy's, 1932. And if you like shoes, Amelda Marcos, 91 years young. And if you like drugs, Jose Canseco. I'm Dan Day. This has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.